to the Daily Gloss. This is Steph, and I'm going solo. I know, right? So crazy. But Lynn is officially on maternity leave. I did not want to bombard her with more recording sessions. I just wanted her to relax so that when baby Gemma comes, she can just have her time, her motherhood, and slowly just take it before she comes back. I, under, I totally understand, you know, the resting season for her that she needs. And especially right now, preparing for Gemma's arrival. Like, that's super important. So I'm writing solo. So I hope you guys enjoy these solo episodes. Not every episode will be solo with me. I do plan on having maybe some other people to join as well. Give their opinions and thoughts and ideas so that I can bounce off of it. Because going solo might be hard, you know. I will not have Lynn to bounce off ideas and conversations. So that is my little quick update for you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with me and Lynn's personality test. It's just crazy. I also feel like we kind of talked more about the test than, the, than our results. Uh, but I hope you guys still enjoyed it and found it encouraging and you know, just interesting to figure things out for yourself as well. And I feel like the today's topic will lead us out from that and um, make you realize why personality test is important to, you know, finding your dream and, you know, just finding your future and what you desire and what you want. A quick life update. Wow, I'm pretty all over the place. If you guys don't know, Lynn usually does all our notes and she's the greatest organizer ever. Um, and I usually just tend to go along with what she does because Lynn's a project manager. She's got organization down and I'm just learning. Um, but yeah, I don't think I have any life updates for you guys other than that tonight, Andrew and I are finally going to get to sleep because Miles is... Over at his grandparents' house, December is going to be such a crazy month for me personally just because, like I said, I have a, I come from a big family and we have a lot of like planned things. And it's my dad's birthday, it's my sister's birthday on Christmas Eve, it's my niece's birthday, the same week as my dad's birthday, then there's Christmas, and then there's New Year's. You guys, it's just all around events after events, and then there's church events, and then there's, you know, friends events. I only have one friend event. <laughs> but the overall idea is that it gets really busy this time of year. And so... Before any of that happens, take care of yourself, your mental being, and if it doesn't fit your schedule, that's okay. There's no hard feelings. I think that's like the biggest thing you can take away from that of this busy season. Today's topic is how to reach your dreams. You know, I'm not going to say that everything I'm saying is the way, the step. These are just things I took and I just want to give you guys inspiration and motivation to realizing that, you know, that your journey and your path and your timeline is yours, right? Everything that has happened is for a reason and reaching your dreams and having goals is so it's great it's that's something Lynn and I are going to talk about in a future episode that's coming up because uh, we 
pre-recorded a few episodes, just so you guys know. There are so many ways and steps that you can do. And I think a lot of people talk about this topic a lot because that's just how life is. You know, like you go to school and people are like, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what is your dream? What is your big dream in life? And I think that does put a lot of pressure on us as young kids, you know, as people who are growing in adulting and realizing like, I have to have this certain thing in my in my life to live. Like, this is my sole purpose. And while that is such a good motivation motivator in life, it's also, like, so weird when I think about it because why do we do that? Why do we have that? Like, it's just even what our, like, what life is about Because in reality, life is just about living and being in gratitude and being in happiness and being in your whole self, right? But we have these dreams in us and sometimes it seems so out of reach and sometimes we mix it up with our life purpose and sometimes it's our life purpose, you know? So I'm just saying that This can be defined however you want it to define it. And I just want to share my journey and my story so that you guys can be encouraged and realize that, hey, this may look the same for me and this may not look the same at all for me. And none of these steps are steps that you need to take to reach your dreams. These are just encouragement and motivation and real authentic stories for you to realize that your journey has a reasoning, your journey has a purpose, and that your journey is yours and there's no right or wrong. There's no true way to reaching your dreams. But there is, you know, encouragement and there is... um, people who believe in you and people who want you to believe in yourself to reaching whatever it is in life that you are trying to reach. So to recap everything, your dreams is yours and however you want to reach it is also based on the daily decisions that you make. So don't worry about if you're making the right steps or not, or you're making the right choices or not, because I think when you're just daydreaming about it, you eventually will. Okay, enough talking about the topic. I just want to recap college really quick for myself. And after I graduated college, which was quite a while ago, I took a six-month break to figure out what is it that I wanted, and I also wanted to rest. I am like four, four and a half years of college and, you know, that's a long time of, you know, overstimulating your brain, working hard. And I went into college kind of in two different perspectives. I was kind of torn between women, women pastorals and then also communications media. Obviously, I went towards the communications media and... No, no regrets at all. 
after figuring what I want to do in college, sticking through with it, graduating, took a six month six month break, and realizing like I do not know what I want in life. I do not know what I'm going to do, but I know that the one thing I really dreamt of and planned was being in the wedding industry. I was like in love with the wedding industry. No idea why. I was like, I'm going to be a wedding videographer. There's not a lot of them. And I think like video just gives you so much more emotions and feelings to that special day. I like wanted to do that so badly. And that is what I did. I strived for that. I did not advocate for myself because I was super shy. I didn't believe in my own work. I didn't believe in myself. But it was amazing that like other people did. Other people trusted me. Other people, you know, wanted to, you know, help my business. And they believed in what I did. You know, they believed in my art. And even then, I was still struggling with what I really want to do because I couldn't figure out what my purpose in life was and what my dream was. I think like sometimes I, not just me, I'm pretty sure other people, you kind of intertwine both of those things together of what is the Lord calling me to do? Am I doing what the Lord is calling me? I'm not sure. How does this work in life? And during that season of my life right after college trying to figure myself out trying to figure everything out was so draining and mentally depressing because I think I just went into college knowing that I want to go to college and I want to have a degree I want to you know get a good job but ultimately I didn't even know what I wanted and so when I graduated, it was really hard to figure out what I wanted. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Honestly, if anything, that's good. Because then you really get to put your feet in the water and explore. But if you're someone who already know what you want to do, like you're, you're already on top of it and go for it. Um, so after f- college, I did my own freelancing job of being a videographer and then I started my Instagram and I I did not take my Instagram seriously I just posted to post for fun I love photography and so I started you know taking pictures and then gaining a following not big you guys I'm just a micro I wouldn't even call myself a micro influencer I just gained a following and people loved what I did um I pretty much just posted about fashion, beauty, skincare. That's when I kind of started dwelling into that as well. And the Lord really took me on a journey with social media, really opened my eyes to what that can look like before it became a job. You know, social media management and digital creating, content creator, all of that was so new when I started. And that's when I was like, wow, I actually really love this. This is something I'm good at. This is something I want to do. And this is something that I am I actually don't feel overwhelmed with. And if anything, I feel excited to do this every single day. I started getting, you know, with, I started working with a few companies here and there and, that were starting as well. And now they're like super huge, which is crazy. 
but amazing at the same time because you can see how much all you can realize you realize how much digital has changed within how social media has changed within the last decade and um yeah so during that time of after college I started freelancing doing all these things Andrew was starting his um a business with his friends and cousins and you know they started getting into the coffee industry and then I jumped on along because again social media was something that I truly loved photography was something I truly loved videography was something I truly loved and that I was like you know what let me use this skill set and then you know that kind of just took me on a whole turn of what I was passionate about because again like I said I didn't really know what I wanted to do I just knew is that all I knew is that I wanted to be in photography videography and maybe the wedding industry but when all of these opportunities came to be I was like wow I absolutely love this and this is something I want to do and I figured that out after college and like I said people take their time you take your time figure out what is it that literally makes you feel excited? I know it's such a cliche thing to say, but it's genuinely true. And so when I started a freelancing job, I also took on another job as well. And I was a wedding videographer for a wedding company. And I did that for maybe like a year and a half, maybe almost two years. It was so crazy. I did like technically three to four jobs at in one year and I got a creative burnout and that creative burnout led to not being motivated I was like this is not I'm not enjoying this anymore because I do not feel happy over creating so I was constantly over creating so I burnt myself out with creativity and I, that's when I enter into like an early career life. That's what I would call this season, right? An early career life of finding out um, what is it that I want because this freelancing thing and working in the wedding industry for a while did not turn out to uh, help me. Not that the fact that like it didn't help me. What am I trying to say? So... When I got a creative burnout, it was because I did not pace myself. I was grinding, you guys. I was grinding so hard in what I wanted to do in life that I burnt myself out because I didn't take rest. I didn't stop and think if this was a good idea, right, to take on all of these jobs at once. I just knew is that like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to make it. I This is what I want to do. These are people I'm going to net, network with. These are people that I'm going to you know, like they're just going to help me to the next step, which is true. Um, but again, that led to a bunch of burnout. And I hustled a lot in my early 20s because I was trying to strive for my dreams and I was trying to make it as fast as I could, as fast as possible. Like I wanted fast results, you know. And um, I was super thankful during that time as well. I was thankful for all the people that gave me opportunities, trust me, all the companies um, through social media that just loved my work genuinely as well. And so in my early career life, 
I became uh, not motivated anymore. So I left the creative field. I left the wedding industry. I left all social media attachments. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life anymore. I'm just burnt out. I need a mindless job. I started working at a juicery. Um, and guess what? I learned so many good things at a juicery. I still use it to this day. I love it. I had amazing coworkers. It was such a fun time in my life. I don't know. It was such a weird, fun time of my life when I worked at the juicery. <laughs> and on top of that is that juicery really made me this healthy person that I am today. And I'm grateful for that because I'm just a juicery. I'm a juice green juice person. I'm not a smoothie person. And so, you know, came to find that about myself. And during that time, I was also, you know, kind of internally internalizing, what is it that I want to do? Where is it that I want to go? Um, do I still want to be in the wedding industry? Do I still want to be creating? And do I want to do social media? Is that something I want to pursue? So during that year of working at the juicery, I, you know, started absorbing where I was. I started enjoying where I was and I continue to daydream where I want to be. And I think that's such a key point is to continue to daydream of where you want to be because then you have that big picture that future vision that you're striving for and not just living in the mundane and feeling unhappy with yourself not that the mundane is bad okay you guys I have so much disclaimer but the mundane is not bad I think that the mundane is good for you when you need to be in that season um all right stop sidetracking Stephanie please (laughs) So when I worked at the juicery, I had an opportunity to apply for this social media job. And I took that opportunity, right? I was so excited for this opportunity because I'm like, wow, I'm actually going to go somewhere. They're going to pay me, you know, this job, the pay is, the salary is exactly what I want. And you know what? I'm going to go for it. I went through the full two or three interviews. I think it was three interviews. And I did not get the job. And I went into a rut. I went to a hole of not feeling motivated, feeling like I was not qualified, I wasn't worth it. And you know what? I just learned in this, in that season of rejection, I was so young, I didn't understand what rejection meant. And I think that if you're in your mid-20s, it's so easy to allow rejection to consume your qualification it's so easy for your rejection to be your qualification for any job. And I think that the biggest thing I could, the biggest advice I could give you is that it's not true and that the rejection is actually just means that that place is not for you and those people are not for you because you're meant to be somewhere that is for you, for your character, your, your qualifications, your qualities, what you believe in. And when I was going through that in my mid-20s, I was super, super depressed because I also realized that my identity and my worth was defined my, by my job title, by how much I, was, I make, and it was by what I can do and offer in 
this world. And when in reality, your identity is defined by who you are and by what you love, you know? So in your early 20s and your mid-20s, it is very easy to feel like rejection is everything, like the end-all, be-all answer when you're trying to start your career, you know, especially right after college. If you did not get the job you really wanted, if you did not get accepted to the company you really wanted, it's very easy to fall into that um, that dark hole of rejection. And I'm not saying that it's easy to change your perspective on this, but I think that like the more you train yourself the better you become at it, uh, the better you can shake hands with rejection. It's a mental gymnastic thing that you have to do every single time that someone says no. So then I started my next job in my early career life. Became I became a bridal stylist. Really funny because I ended up going back to the wedding industry, right? Being in the bridal shop, I learned so many amazing things. I had amazing coworkers as well. And the key point in this job was sales. And you would think, wow, that is so far from what you want to do. So far from social media, photography, creativity. But they did, they did allow me to have social media um, creativity. So that was a bonus. Also why I accepted the job. And during this time at the bridal shop, I learned how to sell myself because the way I sold dresses was the way I started to sell myself in interviews because I started to believe in what I can do, who I am. And I had I had to unwire and de-attach my identity to my job titles and money to be in a place of, you know what, I can do these things. I am good at these things. During my season at the bridal shop was so hard because I always felt like no one would, I could never make the mark every week, like the um, amount that they needed us to make because I just felt like I'm not a salesperson. But then I learned that it's not even about sales, it's all about communication. So I learned how to communicate really well with brides and, you know, advocate for them, which is what I love to do is advocate for people and get them to where they want to be. Um, and so I started to be in that position of, wow, I'm learning how to communicate and I'm learning how to sell. I've never worked a desk job, you guys, okay? And so if this job as a bridal stylist, I had to work in the desk. I had to make Excel spreadsheet. We had like a point of service sort of system and I was I learned how to do all of that stuff right I'm like okay stuff I've never learned but you know I learned it there and then it took me to my big girl job where I was at a desk job within six months because I went to this job interview and I was like you know what I'm gonna go in and sell myself it was the first interview ever that I used my sales point tactics the tactic is to be a humble, confident person. You know, going in saying, I'm good at this and I'm good at these things. And this is who I am. I am a fast learner. I'm a good communicator. I'm efficient. I deliver results. And if that's not something you want, that's something you're missing out on. You know, like that's how I pretty much 
talked in my interview, not this aggressive, okay, guys? It was just more in a sense of, like, this is who I am. And if this is not what you're looking for, then let me know because I don't want to waste my time either. Um, so that's pretty much how I kind of was in most of my interviews is just reassessing who I am, what my strengths are, and really selling that. Next, okay, what is my next thing? You guys, it is so hard without Lynn here because there's no one to bounce ideas off. So if you guys have been enjoying this solo talk, guys, I've been sidetracking so much. But I hope it seems like we're just having a conversation, but I'm just talking most of the time. All right. So after my entrance to the corporate life of my big girl job, you know, during that time, it was so funny because I was like, Lord, I just want a mindless job. I want a job where I can still communicate with you and enjoy life with you and, you know, have moments with you. And that was what this entry level job really did for me. It gave me a lot of space to be with the Lord. And um, it was so mindless. Obviously, unfortunately, the pay was just terrible. And I didn't, you know, I just was glad that I was able to enter the corporate world like that. At this desk job, I realized that I was creatively burnt out. And then I started to redefine myself at this place of, okay, what is it I really want? I gave myself a deadline of three years at this job. Again, if you guys listen to our personality test, I am an achiever. I'm a motivator. I like to strive and set goals for myself. That's the only way for me to continue to move on and move forward. And so I set myself a goal. I gave myself a timeline of three years at my previous job. And I started to redefine myself. I started to let go of job titles, let go of what money is and not let that define me. And then I also start to look ahead and say, what is it that I want in my future? Beyond just achieving my dream, like what is it that I truly want? And obviously the answer is I just want to live happily, comfortably, and be in a place where I'm stress-free, you know? And that was all I really could think about at that time is okay let's just take it one day at a time and move forward and that's what I did I enjoyed my time at my previous job I let myself be there for three years so that I can take time off creativity and during that time I was even more creative you know it's like that was my resting season even though I wasn't truly resting I just gave myself a place where I can find inspiration without people on my back. That was the best decision I had made for myself at that time to be able to, you know, find my creativity again and even redefining my creativity. Um, so during that, during my previous job, like I said, it wasn't my dream job. It was nothing near what I went to school for, you know, it was just a, an easy, mindless job that I did. And during that time, I didn't even, we didn't even plan to have miles until maybe like the very end when 
the pandemic happened and Angie and I reevaluated our life and I was like, wow, okay, I think this is the time. And you know, we're glad we did that because man, benefits was amazing. Um, that was one amazing thing about that previous job. Then after having Miles, you know, I started to reevaluate my life again. I started to reevaluate what I want to do. And you know what? I realized that, okay, it's time for me to dive back into creativity and to realize what I want to do. And one of my dream jobs is to be in advertising, to do things, something for advertisement. So one night, um, I have a cousin who works at this place as well. And, you know, I, I told her, like, hey, if you see anything, let me know, right? And so I've been on my, you know, I've been doing my LinkedIn. I've been editing it, updating it, rewording things, making it sound better. And then one night I was applying for like 10, 15 jobs. I do that. I was, I started doing that for like maybe four months. I know, sounds like a lot, right? Because it is. <laughs> and it's, it was a desperate season of my life. Because I wanted Miles to grow up and see that I loved my job and that I, someone who really values, you know, what it means to chase your dreams. And when I saw this job posting super late at night, I applied for it and I was like, this is going to be my job. Um, Lord, let this seat be open for me and let it be my position. Um, I'm going to claim it, you know. That's literally what I just said. And then the next day, my cousin was like, hey, this job is opening. You should apply. And I was like, yep, I'm, I've been on it last night at 11 p.m. And then after receiving the job and going through the interview, you know, this current position has been a dream position. To be in the advertising of one of the largest newspaper, come on, like, that is insane. The me back then would not believe the me now. After receiving the job and being in one of my dream company, dream position, I was like, wow, crazy thing, crazy, crazy thing is. I realized that every job I have had up to this moment led me here. You know, every single day, I applied the knowledge that I have from every single job to this position, from sales to data entry to creativity and to even communicating with clients, you know, AKA customers, you guys. Like all of these crazy jobs that I did lend me to this position. And it wasn't easy to get here, right? You know, you guys just listened to my whole story within the last 30 minutes. But in hindsight, it's like the Lord orchestrated these jobs so that my skill sets can be expanded just so I could be confident today in this seat. Y'all, take let that sink in for a moment. Wherever you are, it there is a reason. You're learning something there for that next seat. And sometimes the seat is being prepared for you. Sometimes that person in the seat isn't ready to let go or doesn't believe in themselves enough to move on or to move forward or to reach their dream job. You know, sometimes that person is you. And 
this kind of ties into like what is your sole purpose, right? And behind behind that is why. Why is this your dream job? Why is this your dream in life? You know, for me, I feel like the sole purpose of my why is to really encourage people to give them guidance, to give them, you know, motivation. Um, I, I that's like always my soul. My that's always my why. And when it comes to like my purpose or calling in life, like I said before. In my early 20s, I hustled and grind a lot to the point where I literally burned out myself. And it's okay because it shapes you. Life is a grind during this time. Life is a grind during your 20s. You're trying to figure things out. You're trying to move forward and move ahead. Um, and sometimes it's not always about the hustling, but just realizing that getting to where you want isn't easy. And it takes effort and it's hard work. And sometimes you're going to have to work odd jobs. You're going to have to work alongside of what you're dreaming to do. Because obviously you have debt and bills and, you know, things in your life that cost money. And so I don't want you to think that like, oh, I can just like focus on that. Because sometimes if you don't have the ability to just solely focus on it, it's okay. It doesn't necessarily mean that... Um, building your dreams is failing. You know what I mean? Like working on the side while building your dream doesn't mean you're failing. And it doesn't mean that it's not for you or that that's not what God wants. Or, you know, we often think that working towards our dream is an instant result. And we want the results instantly because we live in instant moments. But if the Lord calls you to something... He will equip you, but it doesn't mean that it's easy and it does take hard work and it does require you to work on the side, you know. Um, that's like me, you know, working at this dream job of mine while doing this dream position of mine of recording and encouraging you guys with words. That's literally my biggest example. Um, yeah, next question is, what is my purpose in life? Okay, so if you're someone like me, I'm a deep thinker and analyzer. And next to that, I'm a huge dreamer. I think to define, not to define, you guys, please take all my words with a grain of salt. I think the best way to realize your purpose in life, if you're someone who has been questioning that, it just means that like, you have to realize that what you love is what you're called to do. And so for me, it's realizing that um, I find peace in encouraging people and I find peace in speaking with you um, when you guys listen to our podcast because that is what I want to do is speak truth and encouragement to you listeners. And I know that that's something the Lord has confirmed with me multiple times and if that's my sole purpose in life, the meaning behind why of that, like I said, it's to encourage you, to motivate you, to give you guidance and inspiration and to connect with you, to make you know, feel seen and heard and know that it's not always easy and that I feel you and I understand when the road gets really hard to continue on. 
um, when it comes to finding your dreams and reaching your dreams, it's not easy. Another important thing to have when you're reaching your dream is, you know, when someone believes in you, be around people who believe in you, who believe in your dream, who continuously remind you of your dream. And for me, it's always Andrew who pushes me to move forward. And if anything, he will tell you as well that without him, I would not be where I am today because he's someone who always has to remind me every single time. This is your dream. This is what you want to do. This is what you're good at. He always shed lights to why I do what I do and that I'm good at what I do um, because he really believes in it for me and with me. And I think you need people like that around you or else you will let go of your dream. And sometimes, guess what, guys? Your dream has an expiration date if you don't act upon it, you guys, okay? So when you really believe in it and you're so passionate about it, continue with it, believe in yourself for it, you are made for that, that is a dream that for you, that you have. And it's just so crazy because I think when I dream of things, when I have when I think about my big dreams, it always seems like everyone else has the same dream as me. But honestly, it's not true. You know, they have similar dreams, but it is not the same dream as you do. You know what I mean? If you're like, my dream is to own a big home. Everyone dreams to own a home, but they don't have the same dream house that you do. And I think that's something you have to realize is that your dream is yours and that you can make it and you don't have to worry that someone's gonna seep in and copy you or um, take it away from you because it's only gonna be expired it's never gonna be taken from you unless you know you speak with someone who's just not for you they definitely might take it that's what I'm saying it's Take my words with a grain of salt, but, you know, you have gut intuition as well. So be with people who believe in you, who believes in your dream, who, you know, pushes you towards a dream and reminds you of your dream daily um, without being negative. Reaching your dream is a gradual thing, you guys. It's a small decision that's made daily. And so don't feel like you have to rush into it. You guys, it took me a long time to get to where I am today. And I'm still dreaming. I'm still planning. I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of things I want to do. But I'm taking one project at a time. I'm taking one position, one seat at a time. I'm not rushing into every single seat because I'm afraid that time's running out. If anything, I'm just waiting for the perfect timing and the perfect moment. And I truly believe that. And I know that that's the same for you, that... Whatever you're waiting for, whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're dreaming, it will come in the perfect timing in your life for the moment that you really, really, truly need it. And so right now, work on yourself, work on your skill set, continue to dream about it, continue to be passionate about it, you know. Don't worry too much about if time is going to pass by, if, you know, you're going to get old or if it's something that you can't do anymore there is just 
room for you to do what you need to do and how to get there is just like I said small daily decisions having someone who believes in you who reminds you of your dream and if you're not sure what your dream is as well just redefining it um, think about things that what you want to do how to do it so to all you who are listening I just want to encourage you that when it feels like you're going nowhere in life remember that the only way up is up that every step forward is forward don't not let storms be considered a setback don't let mountains be a comforting wall there have been so many days that I felt like I was empty as well you know like but it didn't define my joy it didn't define who I am and I promise you that you will get there even when you cannot see how during my time of looking for a job it often felt like that like I cannot see how but then I started imagining myself there I started imagining where I was going to be what my next like what my next steps were and how I was going to get there the dreams that I've been whispering I'm going to speak it out whether that's a dream job whether that's your own personal dream someday such a person will see the same about you and give you the opportunity of your dream you know your dream doesn't stop here it's just starting so continue to dream on continue to pursue even if you're working on the side even if you're still figuring out what you're meant to do continue to just work believe in yourself and know that everything you hold this moment is for the future you it is not go to waste nothing you learn nothing you do in this lifetime goes to waste and so i hope you guys feel encouraged on this monday and that you're motivated and that you learned a little bit about me and how i achieved one of my dream job and that there's many more to do and many more to go you guys continue to dream do not stop dreaming i think that's like the biggest thing is continue to dream about your future what you want even if it seems so out of reach you will get there when you're when you look back you're gonna say wow i never thought i could make it and here i am because that is me right now did not think i would be at this company in this position ever never thought anybody would give me this opportunity but i am here living out this real testimony for you and i want to just say that that's the same thing is going to happen for you believe in yourself i believe in you as well so thank you for listening i hope you guys enjoy this episode i will see you guys next week bye